Welcome to Killer Cuts and Sick Tapes. And welcome to Killer Cuts and Sick Tapes. Uh, we are Mad Fister. I am Mad. He is a Fister. Do not look that up unless you like things um, or don't like things. Right. If, if you, you if you want to get creeped out or if you want to um, see what uh, if you want an education or if you or if we somehow create a comic book one day with that name, who knows? That or, may that may happen. There's been crazier things that I have done. True. But are there crazier things than what you've seen in this album? Yes, and and actually, very. Yeah. It, but it's because <laughs> once once you once you once we introduce the album and we start talking about it, like we'll understand why I've seen crazier stuff. Because uh, not I think, mainstream though, but I've seen crazier stuff. Yeah. Oh, not mainstream. Obviously, no, not in the mainstream. This isn't right. really mainstream either. It's just no. No, this, it's is, not. this is mid-tier, I'd say. This is this guy gets paid and can survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh he get he makes enough to um pay some bills and keep doing it, but yeah, it's co not he co-owns the label with uh with Sage Francis. Right. Um and it is V Dolan Kill the Wolf. Uh honestly. I slept on this record for like a year. Yeah. Uh, and I feel bad about that because I, I had loved all this House of Bees uh, uh, mixtapes. Right. And uh, I had loved his uh, his uh, first album, too. Uh, he actually comes from the slam poetry scene. Wow, okay. And like he actually got big, like HBO show, like show big. Right. Um, and then he disowned it because he decided that f the idea of it being competitive was destroying it because people were tailor making tear jerkers and stuff. Oh yeah. So they were like making it to where, yeah. So he, he ended up disowning that scene entirely. Uh, and that's like why a lot of it's like a little bitter sweet on all this stuff. Okay. It's like, right. I, I could have, I could have done this. I could have become one of the things I hate really easily. Right. So uh, let's get it off with, since we're doing this early and both of us would rather be sleeping. Um, Very much so. We're going to kick this off with Lazarus. So what a way to start an album. It was very like, so if you guys don't know who B. Dolan is, he comes from like the New York genre of like uh, grunge hip hop, as as it's been classified. I wouldn't classify it as grunge hip hop, but that's the classification. It's uh, it's it's the it's the underground of the of New York. Yeah, and it's very um very industrial sounding, mm -hmm. and very um wordplayish. Yeah. So they um, use a lot of a lot of wordplay. So um, anyway, when he starts out with Lazarus, it, it was it was kind of heavy, and um, I liked it. It, it. The lyrics, it was crazy. Uh, what a way to start! Yeah, the instrumentation. I don't know what the style is, but I love it. It he, it's instrument. All the instrumentals on the ones that Buddy Peace did are all done like rock albums. Yep, which is. 
which V. Dolan can pull off because he has the voice and the presence. Right. A lesser artist with lesser presences could not do that. Yellow Wolf would be trampled, in my opinion. Mm. I don't he, know. He can do country instrument, instrumentation. I don't think he can do like hard rock. Okay, yeah. Seventies uh, Southern boogie. All right, I, I, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. But I, yeah, I'll buy that. But I, that's that's yeah. more what I mean. Like, because this this literally starts off with like uh with uh you know boom boom boom. Right. Yeah. 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 And this uh this song is about him resurrecting himself yes and a commentary on religion yes at the same time because yeah, yeah. b dolan doesn't tend to stick on one subject no 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 yeah he 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 was kind of off the wall except for in a very in 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 a, in a few of them right yeah so but uh, the wordplay is just is in my opinion nasty how he can do it and and how he rides the the metal wave right of the the track like that's hard to do on yep. on tracks like this uh i think my, my I, I wrote down my favorite line i've eaten my tongue off the plate the taste has made me nauseous uh which is him eating his own words from back in the day right uh and because this is a commentary on on people who are religious that sort of lock themselves away at the, and just think god will take care of everything right you know that there's no justice there's just us you know just, right like go do something don't but it's also him saying that to himself he is also lazarus it's him basically grabbing his own corpse yelling at it going there is no god to resurrect you resurrect yourself you bastard right like right like yeah or if there is a god he's trying to test you right now so resurrect yourself right yeah whatever Whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's just him trying to say, hey, look, we got to do this. We got to get up off our ass and do it. It's it's and that's perfect for uh, <laughs> for an opener. Like, yeah, it's an open. It's an opener for like a rock album. That right. Way, where it's right. like it, it just lights the fire right under your ass. Right. I was like, wow, this is the like intro to this. Like, this is insane. Yeah. E I mean, even though most uh, like grunge grabbers yeah. yeah grimy they, they don't have like intros or skits or nothing like that so um yeah but this is a, a good way to start off off the album yeah no it's it's a, it is a it is what in classic rock we call a barn burner yes uh next up is graffiti busters i, I love this song i loved it i i was floored the first time i, I heard it because yeah. It is at first I'm like, is he advocating for getting rid of graffiti? But it's like, no, it's he's not. No, right, exactly. He's saying he is the most powerful graffiti artist because he can remove anybody's graffiti. Right, yes. Yes. Which is the most bizarre backwards way I've ever thought of it before. Right, no, not only that, but he also talked about like uh, I forgot the exact line now. I knew I should have wrote it down. But anyway, um, yeah, like graffiti in New York is hugely popular. 90% of all the hip hop and rock and, and anybody who's in the music scene or art scene, they all work together on this stuff. 
Oh, absolutely. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like, and most of them are they do both. Uh, I mean, both. like Milwaukee, and it's not so bad here. The only thing that gets it is uh, train cars here, right? Uh, but like Milwaukee's like covered, right? Head to toe. It, it, which is weird because it's covered from head to toe, and then they paint, paint the same goddamn color again. <laughs> and that's why it's called the Cream City. Right. Because if that's the color they chose, and nobody knows why. <laughs> it's, uh, so, it's so depressing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, why, it, I love the reference to Wild Style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, oh, the most hated, the most contribution to the game, the most underrated. Right. I love that. Because it's right. like, he is the most underrated. You cannot be you cannot be bigger than the guy who takes you down. He takes right. everyone down. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So you and I, you and I really want to do though. I really want to talk about jailbreak. Oh, because that. That is that is probably the second or third most important track on this album. I would, to me, it's the most. Even more than who killed Russell Jones. Uh, there's some personal things there. Okay. Okay. That um, makes sense. That, that that's a personal opinion attachment, uh, because uh, when I started to listen to this was when my uh, grandfather had started finally dying more because he had come back. From like dead eight times. Right. So, and he just was sick of it. Right. He like, he kept on going, why do I keep waking up? Right. So, you can see why this would be in on my yeah. mind. Yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely. So, wow. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think? So, jailbreak. A, A, the instrumentation was wild. The, the, the melody was wild. And, and we had talked about this yesterday a little bit, how we were trying to dissect what it was, what it was about. Right. And, and after you told me what you thought it was about, like, I still, I still don't get it. Like, I'm still trying to figure this song out, to be honest with you, because it was great. Cause normally B Dolan is very in your face and very straight to the point. So on this one, he was, he was trying to, he had multiple meetings. You could have taken this song any which way. And then you get the two most other obscure people in hip hop. <laughs> right. I don't know if you know Buck 65. Yeah. I've um, heard of Buck 65 before, but you, then you haven't really done any hard listening. No, he is a folk rapper. Mm hmm. Uh, you you would re really really dig him honestly I think uh, from Canada and okay. he does not make any of this clear for anybody <laughs> right clear as mud right and then so, you have the legend Aesop Rock the legend so if it wasn't for like Cage and and Aesop Rock this you know, quote unquote genre wouldn't exist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh no, this is this is all because of the deaf deaf jokes guys. Yep. And he's actually worked these these guys have worked together before. Like Sage Francis has worked like they all came up simultaneously. 
Right. So they are part of the scene. It's it's not like they're riding their coattails as much. No, as no, 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 were, no, no, no. They That's were they were they were just like second tier, and now they're on equal footing again. Right. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't trying to say that one at all, right? Because I just want I just wanted to make that clear. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right, 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 right. But the usually the ones who blow blow up first are the ones that you know get get all the credit, even though it's not fair. Yep. Uh, but in in this one, it's totally justified because. No one is like old Bazooka Tooth. Right. No one. Period. I I I've never heard anybody like him. <laughs> also, I love that he calls himself Bazooka Tooth. Right. <laughs> that is such a that's such a comic book villain. Yes, it is. It's such a nineties comic book villain name. So I have a question. Have you ever seen have you ever watched him in live? Yes. Pete Dolan? Yes, both. So, what did you think? Uh, honestly, they are pretty much one to one most of the time. Now, was it like one of the best hip hop shows? Because I have a feeling that these guys would put on a dope hip hop show. Uh, live I, band. I I have yeah they would put they put on good shows. Yeah, because they can they can do the. I mean, Aesop has done battle raps. He's, oh yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, I've he's, seen he's on, I've done Scribble before, um, and I have seen uh, live versions of B. Dolan before. In fact, there are parts of this album that switch to a live version, right? And he, that is exactly how he sounds. That's not studio magic, right? 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 That right. is oh, him. Yeah, you could tell that. I just uh, he comes from like, spoken word, right? Right? Yeah, a poet. Yeah, they they sound pretty much the same. But I was like. I'm like, man, the, this guy would put on a hell of a show. Like, it would be a wild show to where there would be mosh pits. and that, Like, a mosh pit one second, and then the next second, like, everyone would be chilling with their lighters up. Uh, there's a... Uh, when uh, when I, we go back to Stay Inspired, yeah. I, I have something to t say that, oh, about let, that. Okay? Let's go, yeah, because I love that song. No, too. no, I want to finish up on Jailbreak here. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Because this is a bit deep. Uh, yeah. So, Jailbreak, in my opinion, is about assisted suicide. Yep. Uh, just it, be, except that it's it's more done from the perspective of staying alive is jail. Okay. Your body is the jail. Heaven right. is the chance you take in vain, and hell is the other people around you stuck in jail. Okay. Because uh, Hell is Other People is actually a quote from a famous philosopher, uh, Jean-Paul Sartre. Okay. So I know you probably wouldn't know that I read a lot of philosophy because I'm a weirdo. No, um, no, no, that's fine. That's that's what we like about you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's, a, that's what that quote is about, is other okay. people making their own hell. So it's like you're trying to escape hell – you're not going to get to heaven, but you're not going back to jail. Right. So what's your option here? Right. And that's why it's, you might need to kill me, mister, is in the chorus. Oh, I, mi I miss that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought it said something else. Yeah, that's what I, that, I, that's me too. This, that's why for, it took me like a half year to, to decipher this goddamn thing. Wow. Uh, there's even some other stuff. Uh, Buck 65's verse uh, mentions uh, ACDC and nonstop rocks off 
in Von Scott's vomit. Um, I'm not sure if you know what that means. No. Von Scott laid speaker of ACDC. Uh, he uh, choked to death. Uh, he, uh, you know, he vomit asphyxiated. <clears throat> yeah, I heard about that. So, uh, and it's it, what's interesting about this song being about jailbreak is jailbreak is the last song off the album Dirty Deeds Dunder Cheap by ACDC, except not in America. Oh, okay. Jailbreak wasn't released in the U.S. ever. Wow. So this thing is full of weird, obscure angles. Right. No doubt. As somebody who, you know, knows ACDC, I'm like, jailbreak? What the fuck's jailbreak? Right. Especially when they were referencing, you know, them in the song, right? Yep. So I'm like, I I know them. I I do read Archie comics. (laughs) I'll I'll admit that. The afterlife with Archie is hilarious. Uh, and then Aesop Rock, what, like what I what I was telling you, like what what nailed in the coffin for me of what this was about was the beginning of his verse, which is vertical, 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 diagonal, die as animal. Uh. eyes half mast, time in a flat foot lap on this night of a br- his briar patch act. It's like, oh, give him to the fire, right. Get it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's like, it is so obscure and obtuse, you would have no clue. Right. But that's Aesop Rock for you, baby. Right, right. For sure. 100%. He's like, Bootsy, baby. He just does what he does. Right, 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 right. It just gets it in. Yes. Yeah. So. Would you say he's your, he is, he is one of the best. At, would, at 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 wordplay and and he is number one being, to me. Not being direct, but getting a point across. Well, they, they have done think. they have done studies. He is does have the largest vocabulary in hip hop. Period. Right. And for somebody who I love finding out new words and meanings of them and all that stuff constantly. For me, I love it. Right. And I love decoding all of his shenanigans. Right. Uh, Like, I would highly recommend you listen to Malibu Ken. Uh, There's a song on there about an incident called called, uh, Acid King. That's about a... It's one of his more direct ones, but it's still indirect enough for you to have to do a little bit of research. Right, 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 right. Like, it's not like it's other ones where like quarters and halves of the song are about different things. Right, that, exactly. That sometimes happens with him. Uh, no, that each, each song on that album is about one thing at least. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to go back to stay inspired. Yep. Because that's what I was thinking would drink when I was drinking my magic juice of half a Mio and some crystal light with caffeine in it and some uh, and having a cigarette uh, outside. That's what I was listening to because it's called Stay Inspired. Right. Um, I love that he's talking about how terrible of a father he'd be. Yep. 
which I believe him. <laughs> so, so that was that was actually one of the reasons why I uh, I was trying to skip past it. To be honest with you, because I always said that to myself. Yeah, and and out loud, like I thought I'd be a terrible father because of how things went for me as a child. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, I I believe him more just because of his lifestyle more. Right. Uh, oh no no I be my kids saved my life. Yeah. That, they, they were the reasons why I I, I can do this and I'm yeah. still alive. Yeah. But anyway. But um. Then he goes into, is it just me or is this very, very, very old school? It was very old school. Like I, it, it was almost too dated for the album. If you, if I got to be honest, it seemed like it was like one of the first songs that he had ever done and he just found a spot for it on an album. But it would make sense about a song about being inspired to do something simple. Right, 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 right. Uh, but what I wanted to mention is when he when it cuts out and it goes to just pure uh, pure his voice uh, yeah. on a hardcore lineup with Circle Takes the Square was the first time it happened with Scroobius Pip. Circle Takes the Square is sort of a post-hardcore screamo band, uh, yeah. very very technical, very good. Uh, Scroobius Pip is on uh, Strange Famous label. Uh, he's an English rapper who is fantastic. Aces all the way. Uh, we might do one of his uh, De La Sock versus Scroobius Pips elements at some point, uh, just because he is that good. And he talks about how the PA blew a fuse, and then he said, full of impatient kids, unaided by my amps or the rig, a lot of your favorite rappers would have canceled the gig, held it down both times, acapella, like, fuck this shit. They can give me a chair, getting up on a chair. That's all you really need to know about my fucking career. Right. He's just, he's just doing that with nothing. And then the instrumentation comes back. Right, right. Just like it did at that show. Probably. It, it is. Because that's 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 who he is. Yeah, he, he knows that people pay good money to go to that show. And he's going to put on a show no matter what happens. He also knows that he would be doing this shit regardless Right, whether he was pay getting paid or not, like that's just who he is, right? Because he actually got him and uh, him and Sage Francis got screwed over really bad by Anticon. Mm, so, okay, because when they when they kind of went under, yeah, I don't know if you know about Anticon, but no, no, I don't. Uh, that, that was sort of a pseudo collective that was starting that kind of died out. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, as they were putting out all these really, really underground shit. Like uh, deep puddle dynamics and shit, right? Okay. Um, and they got kind of caught in that. And they actually have a song about that. Uh, Sage Francis does. He, Sage Francis actually sampled B. Dolan on some of his stuff, which is weird. Right. Uh, so, uh, what do you want to go to next? Let's go to who killed Russell Jones. Oh, we're gonna go to the dark times, huh? Well, dude, hey, we, hey, that is such an important one that we got to go. That's it's probably the most important track on the album. It's the one that made my heart hurt. Yes. Yeah. Just okay. This album so far has been high to mid-level energy. Yep. Like 
just, you know, take you by the scruff, slap you around a bit, put you right. down, do it again. Right. This, this instead takes a, an anvil and drops it on your chest and just points a finger at you. Yep. Do you think that's an accurate description of the song? Very much. <laughs> Very much. Uh, so this is a song about Russell Jones, a.k.a. Old Dirty Bastard, about how who killed him. Yep. Because for those of you that don't know, he OD'd. Yep. And it's all done from the perspective one it, he starts off with the wu-tang clan yes and they're like we he was a grown man and they're and they're defending themselves he was a grown man you know we didn't pay attention we we should have but we we couldn't afford to fail at the time we're, we're right. he was a grown man he was his own decisions how can you blame us right and then <coughs> it goes to the record execs who kept him high as hell which is exactly what they did. And, and it's like, maybe you need to be peace in his family more than MTV News and Mariah Carey. Yep. That line right there, I'm like, like, I'm, I'm, I, it made me think of like old interviews and backstages and go, holy shit. Yep. What were we doing? Right. Like, we, we didn't help him. And we, because you could see it. You can see the destruction of that man. He, he like there was a reason he was loved and looked like a crazy homeless person on drugs because he was a whole crazy homeless person on drugs. Right. This this isn't this wasn't a facade. Right. Nope. This was him, which means you need to help him in right. order to keep him alive. Right. Because he. We, it's like we had a, somebody who was constantly slowly drowning and we paraded them around. Right, right. Yeah, and, and you know, shockingly enough, I, I also think the, uh, you know, who killed Russell Jones is also a metaphor for other people in the industry. Absolutely. Because no, if you think about it, like, think about your Amy Winehouses and, and your Kurt Cobains. And they, oh, Kurt Cobain especially. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Cobain hated being Kurt Cobain even before he was known. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but nobody nobody saved him. Like, I, I don't know if how much you know about him, like, from personal. Um, <clears throat> but there's, like, footage of him at concerts because he was a regular at hardcore shows. Right. Just, he is, like, pure destruction, high as a kite. And he slammed his head through a, a speaker. Yep. And you're like, this, this guy's not well. Right. And then when that guy makes a number one album, you expect him to be well all of a sudden? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, like money doesn't save everything, it doesn't cure all. Right. Like it didn't cure anything, it made it worse. Right. And the, <laughs> and the thing is, is like, that's why it's so important to keep an eye out for people like this and, and to stand up, even as a fan, to stand up and say, hey, something's not right here. Like, Well, I think everybody was feeling really, really dirty about themselves during part of Eminem's arc. Oh, yeah. I felt bad where I'm like, I, I, I can't enable this, man. Right. You know, you, you are... 
you were you were going down a path here and if i knew you or if i had any way to do something i would right you, you have you have problems right a lot of them mostly vicodin yes well and, and sleeping pills actually sleeping pills was the, was the one that fucking killed him in well technically killed him in like what was that 2010 yeah. or something i mean i i mean i have to take a lot, a lot of sleeping pills i i believe that will probably kill me at some point but only if you overdo it yeah but i i have, have had had chronic insomnia since i was like 10 like I simply do not sleep. Right. So um, I'm hoping uh, that weed gets legal because that's the only thing that's ever I've ever done that makes me sleep. If it doesn't, you should come live in Michigan because then we can get it for you all the time. Yeah, well, at least CBD oil is, is readily available now. I'm considering trying that out. Oh, yeah, that works a lot. I know some people who use that yep. quite yep. a bit. So but, uh back to russell jones not us said the owners of the promoters of clubs who drove him to hotels and bought him his drugs we do that for everybody we all took pride in our odb story how he was so, so fucked up we're not babysitters we're not therapists we don't care if he can rap don't care if he can read can't blame us and and then it gets to the fans and that's where it gets dark right uh he kept it really he was a real mess came from the projects i've never been there but i imagine there's a lot of people like him he represent represents the wild savage black and you're like what where are we going with this right the untamed un unchained natural talent rack the modern day minstrel act with a question that hurt me so i'm like Oh, we're, we're, he, they, with the, well, I don't think it's a one-to-one -one comparison. Right. We're not far off here. Right. I mean, there really are no projects like, ex like exactly like as people would know them in my area. Right. Like we have gangs, but they're mostly biker and it's the violence is a different type. Yes. It's a very different type of like. I don't live in Milwaukee. Like, if I lived in Milwaukee, I'd be able to go. Yeah, no, no, that's gang violence. Here, it's a, here. Here, there's a different type. But, yes. But I do not know what the projects of New York are like. Exactly. No. So. The, and part of your brain does assume. Well, I guess that's what's there. Right. You know. I just. Uh... When they when when they were talking about when he was talking about the fans, that's what really got to me, right? Because like you always like, hey, so who's your inspirations? Like me, right? And you you know you go with the you know Eminem's, Jay Z's, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, but you also got to give a little bit to ODB for that freaky music that you make, right? I, yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so we, we created a monster, man. We we created ODB. Well, and the thing is. Everybody has to, it's become a joke that every rapper ever now has to give him respect. It's right. literally a joke at this point where it's like, what about ODB? Then they'll say yes. Right. You can't say, is ODB an inspiration unless you're like a mainstream Christian artist 
Right. Okay, yes. Right, right, right. You can be in any genre, country artist. <coughs> oh, yeah, sure, sure. ODB inspired me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, baby, I like it. Raw. That was my favorite song. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so that, dark. That changed my life. <laughs> Oh baby, I like it raw. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna listen to that after this. By the way, yeah, but like, bought an RP RIPT T-shirt. I never did, just because no one sold them where I was. You know what though? Like honestly, like I didn't get an RIP ODB man, because like I don't, I don't want to remember them like that. I don't, I don't want to like put up the facade that I knew him. Like, right, exactly. I, I, have, I have a thing about funerals that I feel bad that people sort of people show up and try and mourn people that weren't associated with them. Right. Like when I, people in my class, uh, people I knew died, there'd be like people from my class showing up at funerals that fucking hated them. Right. They were doing it. So they, so that it made them feel better. And they got off Jeff school. Like I got, I got in trouble. Cause a, a girl, uh, couple grades back from me uh, committed suicide and I didn't go. I knew her tangentially. I didn't go because I, she wasn't my friend. We didn't know each other that well. Right. It would have been disrespectful to me. Right. Oh, 100%. So, all right. Now that we <laughs> want to talk about all right. That's <laughs> the next track, actually. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? Though to be honest, I, I kind of like I didn't like listen, listen, listen to all right. So I mean, I listened to it, but I didn't like listen, listen. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah, a difference. It's a no. This one is more of a. This is basically a more a little bit of B Dolan's version of a brag track. Yeah, and that's fine. It's it's a good it's a good track. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's one of the it's one of the weaker ones on the album, but it's right. It didn't it didn't to me it didn't fit the the yeah. the way of the album the the scheme or the scene. But yeah. it was no, it was a great song. Like to be honest, like I, you always shock me with this good shit. Like I get so like caught up in my own hip hop head that I, I you know. I probably missed on some of this good shit. So like, I really appreciate you for this. Uh, there's actually one line in here. That's my caliber is well established. Cause a side ain't got my B side. Ooh. That. So, and interestingly enough, this, his B side is better than most people's a sides here. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah, with the wordplay and the flow yeah. and everything, yeah. Well, and he's B. Dolan, and his uh, mixtapes are House of Bees. Right. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you want to go to Memory of Bombs? Yeah, let's let's do it. This is this is this is a deep track, man. Yeah, yeah, especially like this broke around the time that the police shootings were getting heavy. Yep. And this holds nothing back. No. I I want the cop in this gone. Yeah, 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 you don't you don't feel for him in this at all. You are like you, you son, rotten son of a bitch. But the thing is, that's a it's a gift. Name. That's a in real life. A lot of times you gotta you gotta put yourself in the police's perspective. 
that they don't know what somebody's got when they go to them. Yep. Now, granted, they shouldn't profile, right? So, like, that's a that's a double edged sword for me, man. Uh, well, that's the thing. It there's a difference between that, like. I actually have ran into both good and bad cops over the years. Oh, me too, me too, me too. So there, are, there, are, there is both. I, d I don't support the police force like in a military sense. That's weird. I think that's right. creepy. Yep. Uh, I think it's icky, you know? Um, but it's like I have ran into this officer before. He just didn't do the thing, at least not yet. Right. I don't know about you, but like the guy who's looking – who looks at the at the black neighborhood and squints his eyes? Right. The guy you could be in Rampart Part Two. Right. See, you know, I've had good and bad experiences, but my bad experiences with the police were in like the ghetto, ghetto, because they just assumed they assumed that I was a crackhead because I was white in that neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that is an odd profile. To to pull a line from Jim Gaffigan, you're the fattest crackhead I've ever seen. Oh no, I, yeah, but I wasn't fat back then. That was <laughs> uh, that, that was dude. We're talking like 15, 20 years I know, ago. I'm, right? I'm screwing with no, you. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, so they asked me like when they pulled me over. The first thing that they asked me is, "Where's the drugs?" What the fuck are you talking about? I just dropped my body off. They're like, "Okay, so where's the drugs?" Like, I know you bought drugs from them. I'm like, "No, I didn't." So that was that was different. Oh, I mean, small town. Me being me and my handful of friends being the weirdos were harassed by the cops a lot. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I was friends with the only black kid in town. Nice. So yeah, black kid, single black kid in the country. <coughs> uh, his friend's a weirdo. The other friend is a noted weir other weirdo who. Has, like I, I wear what I do. He, he's all up in, his other friends all up into Metallica and shit. We're not, we're not part of the the norm. Right, right, right. Um, and so they assumed that everything that was going on in the city was the weirdos, because that's usually how it goes. Absolutely, and we had like grounds if we wanted to get anything that was other than beer. Right. Like, that's the thing. We got beer. We drank. We didn't do the other drugs because getting those drugs, we wouldn't want to. This wasn't right. what well, we just wanted a good time on the weekend. God damn it. Right. You weren't. Yeah. It wasn't like you were, we were searching for, you know, the ultimate high because no, we were, we were going down. We were, you know, youthful and self destructive and jackassy. You know, that's where we right. were. Right. And, and the thing is, is like, the reason the reason why you couldn't get that stuff or didn't search it out is because you guys knew that the cops would be on you for everything. Uh, there is a photo of me uh, in fourth grade where they asked somebody to go up and have the cop demonstrate handcuffs. Everybody picked you? Uh-huh. Yeah, because they knew you'd be in handcuffs one day? Uh-huh. <laughs> True fact. Never have been in handcuffs. Uh, I can't say that. I have been arrested, though. Nice. We won't uh, get into the specifics because we, we. Oh need... no, no, no! I got arrested for it, it was. I was actually underage, so. Oh, okay. I get it. I get uh, it. And it is expunged. So. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, I stole handcuffs. 
from mm. the county fair. <laughs> Tell me that's not the alternate irony of ironies. Right. My <laughs> life is just a gigantic, ironic, like, incest fuck fest most of the time. <laughs> I love it. It I is. I love it. Right? Like, <sighs> it always ties back into something else that happens. Uh, but, yeah, so... So no, I mean I I was profiled in a in a different way. So it's like, but then again, like the I've told you before, the cops in New London when I lived in uh, New London, they were cool with me. Like, you're drunk, absolutely. This your property, yes. ID, right. okay. Uh, ha have one for me. <laughs> That's how right. the cops were because right. they knew it's it's Saturday or Friday night. The roving drunks are out. Right, exactly. That, that was actually a thing that kept happening is we would have people that didn't live at our place stop at our place. <laughs> just to see what just to see the madness unfold. No, they were the crazies. Oh. Like we had a guy telling stories. Next thing you know, he drops the N bomb and the F bomb in front of people, in front of a in front of a woman who is gay in a wheelchair with a black girlfriend. That, right. didn't go, that did not go well. Um, <laughs> so you get the idea here. Yeah. And then we had the one woman who thought the power lines were trying to kill her. Um, that was odd. But that's, that's just how that town roll. Right, 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 right. The roving weirdo drunks. Right. Um, I miss it a little just because it, it kept you on your toes. Right, for sure. Uh, but, like, but the cop, like, to me, it's like, I, I totally understand why this song used to exist. Oh, yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Like, the, the, I, I, you almost kind of wish he would have did it a little differently so it would have made it mainstream. Because everybody needed to hear this. Uh, I think around the time he, he would have done that would have been the time he put out which side are you on. Okay. So he had already, which is uh, about uh, a trans woman who was is was all unlawfully imprisoned. Right. And that he put out uh, that was basically attacking any any homophobic rapper, all of them. Right. And just going, which side are you on? Do not do not mess around with this stuff. Right. So no, he was doing stuff. In fact, he got kind of big on that. It's just, yeah. Like I think I think this one came out the way it did. It's like your life is second to the memory of bombs. The Patriot Act basically has given people so much free reign. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's it's not just New York. It's everywhere. No, it's all over the country. Like I, we have a we have a member that's joining us from Canada, and we're gonna probably have to explain some things to her. <laughs> She'll have oh, to oh yeah, for sure. I have to explain things to Canadians all the time. I, I work for a Canadian company. Uh, uh she's in Calgary, I think. Um, oh, that's that's out there. But it's like, yeah, yeah, they, they kind of screwed us. Because everybody just wanted it to all go away really quick. Right. And Because we were stupid, and we don't realize, hey, wait, other countries get bombed constantly. Right. We're too dumb. 
Uh, then run the machine. You wanted me to kind of mess for you, but it's honestly the whole thing is just about the record industry. Right, 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 right. Uh, who's who's got them teeth in you? Who's got them teeth in you? You don't look so good. What's eating you? It's like I love. I do love the line though. I crush my balls into powder, sniff it, and rub it into my gums. <laughs> Double right. dosage money and start talking tongues. I'm like, that's getting high on your own ego. Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, that is the best way to put that I've ever heard. Yep. Um, and you wanted to talk about these rooms. I just thought that it was an excellent way to end it, and it seemed like it was a very personal song for him too. Yeah, that's what I think, and I thought it, and it, it, it touched me too, right? Yep, it made a lot of sense. I, I mean, absolutely. And these rooms, he's not. It's talking about within his career, how he was growing into it, right? How he got to this point. And it's it, you if you want to learn about B Dole, listen to these rooms. Yeah, it's some um, like a lot of this. A lot of this album is autobiographical. It's just finding the parts that are right. Exactly, one hundred percent. In these rooms, almost from start to finish, is like he he wanders a little bit, but that's just what he does, right? Well, he needs he needs to to to. I think he needs to do that to keep his head on straight. Honestly. Right. I mean, otherwise, talk like being completely raw Not about too, it would be yep. too would be too hard to do. Right. Yeah, 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 I know, I know that feeling. I did a couple songs like that to where I had to actually yeah. stop and walk outside and you know, yeah, eat a Viking and smoke a cigarette and take a swig of some Crown Royal. Oof. Yeah, what a what a combo that was. Yeah. So, uh, but hey, I just want to thank you for this album. Like, anyway, I would be before before we go any further. I want to thank you for this album because it was a, uh, it was definitely a, a surprise. No, it, it wasn't a surprise in the sense that it wasn't going to be good, but it was a surprise in the sense that how good it was going to be. Because if you think about it, even like your cages and other people in that that genre, like some of them are really good, and then some of them are oh, you can live without them, right? I can like. Uh, give or take Slane. Right. He's done some good work, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out and buy the latest Slane record. Right. It, it, if he comes up, I'm I'm okay with it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I mean, this, it's, this one's that good. Yeah, this is like any strange famous this is what they've become known for. Uh right. Copper uh Copper Gone by uh Sage Francis is much is very similar to this. Yeah. There's a song on there that I that is like the most heartbreaking ever called Make 'em Purr. Mhm. About him and his cat. I know you're like that sounds funny. No, it's because his cat is his only friend and he's pleading to the doctors just just make him purr. Make right. him well again. Right. And I'm like, why do I feel more for this than I do when I hear like stuff about people? Right. Because the cat never did anything wrong. To anybody. And that's why. Which is weird because Aesop Rock also has a song about a cat called Hey Kirby on one of his albums. <laughs> oh, I've heard Hey Kirby before. Oh, I love that song. Hey Kirby, what you doing Kirby? 
you know, he was he was, sitting, he was sitting in his fucking loft apartment, high out of his mind, just looking at his cat when he wrote that song. You know it. Well, it, actually, he he's a uh, he's kind of secluded himself up in Maine somewhere. That's oh, really? So he yep. moved out of New York. Yep. Yep. Wow. He moved, which he's out of New York, and that's why uh, the Impossible Kid and stuff sounds so different. It's him basically writing from inside of his cave, and that's kind of what Sage Francis is doing now too. They're finding their places and getting better. It's uh, and they're it's all about their recovery mentally. Like I right. know on Possible Kid, he talks about how he start he's come to terms with them having a lazy eye and stuff. Right. You know that kind of thing. Well, the thing is, is also uh, hold on, because I'm looking up the new Ace of Rock now. Uh, the new one, new new project from Albu Ken. I think before that is the Impossible Kid. So um, I'll I'll do the impossible kid. Uh, just to listen to. Yeah 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, because there's Kirby on there. Yeah, no, that's a great. Uh, you you can tell that he is doing his own beats now, so a little of that is a little slidey, but that's right. that to be expected. You know, when you go from a rhyme sayer studio to making your own beats in up in the middle of what wherever. Right. It, it's gonna change. Uh, what was now you're going to announce the next project here. Oh yes, yes, yes. Let me get to it. So the next project that we are going to, um, because we have done a couple later version albums that were, were out a couple years ago. I figured that we would do, um, Kasky in the black sheep Four project. Um, so far I'm not on board, but I am definitely doing my best. Yes. So, um, there's listen. been no brain bleaching, but there has been, you know? Yeah. 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 So, uh, did you get the voice of God yet? No. Okay. So voice of God and adios and madman. I thought I figured you like madman. Uh, I got to it. I just, I just was falling asleep by that point. <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have to fresh mind it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, okay. I am on debt piff right now. Mm -hmm. Is this another pay one? I don't know. I didn't. I, gotcha. I mean, I bought it, but I bought it because it wasn't. Because uh, it, it's not. It wasn't supposed to be a mixtape. It is a mixtape. All of the black sheeps are mixtapes, technically. So I don't think Slamerican actually knows what a mixtape is. So he's he's <laughs> he's cash he's cash money though. Caskey? Uh, yeah, he's cash money records. Uh, he, I, he, I know he used to be. He still is. He was some. Yeah, he, he is on this one. Cash money, two thousand nineteen. But I also know he's Slamerican. Well. Yeah, but this was this one was put out by Cash Money. Huh, man. Like maybe this is his last one with Cash Money cuz I do know that that like I know him and I know him and Yellow Wolf are like working on on that. I I think he's on their like thing, but hmm. Okay, apparently also uh Young Money has forgotten what a mixtape is. They they all have uh, this is something that bothers me immensely. Right. 
I don't know about you, but I'm like, just, I will make it an album or don't do it. Right. So, but so one thing that I do know, right. For instance, I, if I have like my, one of my next projects is going to be called the prodigal son too. Right. Not that the prodigal son was an album, but I need to revisit it to finish the story. Well, yeah, I think we can maybe recontextualize the story. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, and I mean, the story of the Prodigal, Prodigal Son probably means something different to you now than it did then, period. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. I, I'm talking the actual story. Right, yeah. So, so uh, we'll be looking forward to that when that comes out. Um, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give Caskey the best I can. Uh, a lot of people are are unfairly comparing him to Little Pump right now. Very unfairly, because this dude's been around forever, and Little Pump is an asshole. Also, do you still like Little Dicky after Earth? I haven't listened to Earth yet. It is awful. Well, I heard that there's like 17 rappers on it. No, there's it's not. It's just celebrities. And they just say, hey, I, I'm a monkey, or hey, I'm a giraffe, I have a long neck. Mm. It's 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 a charity single, and it is like all charity singles, just terrible. Right. He basically used his clout, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's the thing. He 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 is super bizarrely connected. Yeah, although, I don't know how that happened. Although there is one joke on there that wasn't intended that is funny and that is uh he, they're doing all the animals and then it just goes i'm and i'm kanye west right <laughs> but apparently that wasn't supposed to be a joke originally really because it was supposed to be kanye instead of it's kevin hart doing a kanye impression impression so so That's it accidentally great. became funny <laughs> right 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 write the joke i don't know yeah. I, I feel like in 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 the future we're gonna find a bunch of horrible horrible things about a little dicky. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So listen to it before the news drops. About right. It. Right. 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 For sure. All right. So and we're gonna cut it here.